Assalamu alaikum everyone. Hope you're all safe, sound and healthy. Um, we're in monsoon season. That means almost every day of all types of rains and storms. You have the light rains, you have the cool breezes, you have the humidity, and then you have the tea storms, and then back to light rains. And that's the ongoing cycle uh, every day. So the weather is actually pretty lovely. I mean, right now it's 28 degrees. And there, we just had light rain, but somewhere around us, within the city or the state, there are heavy tea storms going on right now. And I was just thinking that there are a few little things that I feel uh, uh, one could sort of point out in a one-liner, you could say, or a three-liner at max. Um, things that ought to be the way they aren't. Um, here's an example. For example, in a cotton producing country, uh, cotton should be available. Uh, there should never be a time where you find out that your cotton has been imported 100% so that you have nothing left of it, either raw or finished and as such your fabric uh, for example in a country like ours our staple fabric is lawn which is the finest form of cotton and the most breathable form and i am glad to say that after a few years of ridiculousness on the part of new uh, pseudo brands and designers we're going back to normal, where the importance has been emphasized that lawn should really not be touched and not be turned into an elite fabric because it is for the common man. So we're seeing a lot more of that coming back. After the polycotton and the weird, ridiculously stupid uh, synthetic mix lawn versions that have been coming, God knows who created that. Similarly, I feel gems and stones, if you are a country that produces gems and stones, it's always nice if people would buy them. One, because they're cheaper, but that doesn't make them any less uh, valuable in terms of quality. So if you can have something that's real and original and genuine, and you can get it for cheaper, then it is time to bring back the tradition of using those stones um, like how we've always used them before. And it is true that gold used to be extremely cheap in our country, which is why we've always used gold and silver. And both are now a bit over the top, but um, silver is still doable. So if you can use these semi-precious gems with silver, that is still a very good way uh, to work with the natural items that you have that are local. Um, the US imported government that we have are basically working hard to make our country a failed state so that we could be ready for a friendly occupation by the US. And the public is fighting hard against that. And one of the things amongst the many other 
detrimental things that the, this government has done. One of them is that they have banned all imports. So the country cannot import. That means sales have affected very badly. They have been affected and they have affected the sellers very badly. And our vendors and our retailers uh, are small businesses that rely on both imports and exports in order to get items to create finished products or in order to get finished products in order to sell. Both are being very badly affected. Our export and import, uh, was, our export was on the rise with the legitimate government that we had. And with this illegal government that we have right now, our exports have gone down as well. They're basically trying to close down the markets. And I believe uh, a patriot is not that person who keeps letting the corrupt and the dishonest to screw with our lives. A patriot is a person who really thinks um, of their land and of their nation and of their fellow people as one. So I do not believe our people are patriots, but we are getting there. The new generation are definitely more patriotic. The old generation claim to be patriotic, but they're not. The new generation is very, very patriotic in the sense that they have a much better sense of awareness in the scheme of things. And uh, they are not in a compromising uh, you could say attitude right now. So we and the generation after us, we're not going to be compromising with the US and with the illegitimate government that they've imposed on us. So things are going to get harder very fast as we rebel. Um, so there is that. Another thing that I find that one really needs to work on is our humanity in general. For example, I still cannot understand why it is so important for uh, the human race to hunt and kill everything in their sight. I mean, there is absolutely no legitimate explanation for hunting whales or dolphins, and yet they have been hunted, and, and they hunt whales in the cruelest manner possible. They first trap their babies, and they know that the whales know that this is a trap to lure them, but because they have strong maternal instincts, they will go to their babies to try to get them out of that trap, and so they get trapped and killed. Dolphins are obviously relatives of whales in the sense that they're all mammals and they're gigantic mammals and they swim together. They share the same space. Actually, uh, extremely large fish like salmon and uh, they also swim with the dolphins. So when you try to hunt these fish, uh, you end up hurting the dolphins and you end up hurting the whales. And similarly, you deliberately hurt dolphins and whales. So it's 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 uh, more than sadistic. And I think our people are obviously uh, one of the reasons why we could say the human race is like that is because we really don't belong to this land. We were thrown down to this land. Every other living organism belongs to this land. 
we are the foreign matter. That's why we don't care. It's as simple as that. And we are so stupid when we do it, when we act like that because this stupidity will cost us not just time, it will cost us our living space and it will cost us a lot more beyond. It has been costing us. Another thing is the weather condition. Yes, it is real. Uh, climate change is real, but what is also real is that since the Earth was born from the very first day, it has been in a constant cycle of creation and destruction. So at the very same time that the Earth is creating something, it is also destroying something. And the earth itself is going through that process. It's a constant simultaneous cycle of creation and destruction. So whereas it is abnormal, in a way it is also normal uh, to have drastic weather changes because it has happened throughout history when we went to the ice age and then before that and then after that. So great meltdowns and great icings and this is how the world was built. It was built to create and to destroy. So whereas that is normal, but yes, what, what is abnormal, which we need to understand, is the fact that it is abnormal because we are creating it right now. Right now, this is not a natural process of the earth, as we have seen in these in the recent uh, in this this you know in the recent months alone that when because of COVID everybody had to just you know stay at home and there was a lesser impact of human footprint on the earth. The earth was, you know, resolving its issues. That means its weather issues and its nature issues and its environmental issues. It was repairing and it was mending. And we saw it. The, the, the way it was doing it, it was very fast. That shows that the earth has a very fast repairing and mending process, which we slow down simply by adding to it you know, adding the tears to it. So if you keep ripping open that same seam that is being sewed up, then that seam will never be sealed. And so it will never be healed. It's common sense. And back to the issue of Pakistan going through a terrible cycle. Um, I think Imran Khan is to blame. Yes, he is to blame. Um, he should have realized his priorities. I've said that from day one. The biggest mistakes that he ever made was uh, letting in those turncoats uh, from the other parties. They He let them in and they betrayed him at the end because that was the whole point. They weren't coming into his party, joining him so that they could be part of his government and help him get things done. It was very obvious. And the core original members of the PTI uh, party, they mentioned that and they were against it. And many of them withdrew because of that. Second biggest mistake that he made was he thought he had the time to play mind games with these people. We all know that they're fifth columnists. We all know that they're hired stooges of the US and the UK. We all know that they do not have our interests at heart. They have been screwing with us for 30 years. You actually thought you had time to play mind games with them. You were supposed to get it done and dusted. Okay, the first thing that you should have done was to wrap it all up. 
okay, in a nice little bow. Convict them for treason because they have committed treason for 30 years. Commit them for treason. And then the Sharif family recently committed a string of blasphemies. You could have convicted them on that. Convict them on these two charges and watch them go. Okay, they would have been imprisoned, hung, whatever, forever gone, power removed. And then the second thing you should have done is what everybody else does when they come into the government. And that was appoint your people in strategic positions so that you make sure that every organization that needs to yield to you will yield to you. But you didn't do that. No, you let the same old people stay there and you thought that they were going to change their ways. That was extremely stupid of you. Very, very stupid. So, yeah, the, a leader cannot afford to make mistakes because those mistakes cost the masses. It doesn't cost the leader. These mistakes, they cost the future of the masses of the land. You know, so uh, a leader cannot afford to make mistakes. And he made such mistakes that we are now paying for it. So it doesn't matter all the good things that he was trying to do. He could have started doing all those good things by securing a way to make sure that all these good things that he was doing would not be turned. Okay. And they have been upturned. Why? Because he gave so much leeway to the fifth columnists, the alleged opposition, that they came back with a vengeance, with full U.S. financial backing. And here they are. And here you are. And here we are. So there's that. And here's another issue that I have with uh, sanitary fittings, you know, kitchen and bathroom fittings. What the hell happened with stainless steel? I mean, stainless steel was as common as anything, and it is always the best thing to use, especially in bathroom fittings. And yet, you have people using metal that seems to have a large amount of iron in it because it rusts and then they put chrome coating which makes it even worse because that's so difficult to clean or maintain and then they go and use iron or metal alloys as hinges and rollers drawer rollers for drawers that are in the bathroom i mean do you do you even do you even have a common sense or are you just so dishonest that you don't give a fuck, you know? So either way, you are literally fucking up with people, with their money and with the environment all in one. Another thing, our people seem to have no sense of investment in self. Uh, they seem to think that everything should be for free if it has to do with uh, educating themselves onto something or work, investing in their self-grooming or in communication refinement or in, you know, languages or basically in attaining any skills that can help them uh, get a better opportunity in life. But they are ready to spend millions on clothes and shoes and bags which most of the time, especially nowadays, are not even worth the money because there was a time when you paid for quality, but now it doesn't matter how much you pay. It doesn't necessarily mean you're getting that quality, but you can get good quality education and you can get good quality self-improvement uh, 
skills. If you pay the right person the right amount, that still works. So try to invest in yourselves for a change and not in clothes and bags and shoes, which are really just temporary. Electronics. Let's go with that now. I believe that we are still not at that stage where we can buy electrical appliances from any and every market near us. Metro is a good example. Every time you buy an electrical appliance, especially something like a TV or something, it will always come out to be defected at one point. And uh, you never seem to be able to get around to the warranty. And because Pakistan may be a huge market, but it is not by definition a market, a world market, that means that even the branded stuff that you are getting from abroad, there is no customer service for them or no warranty, that real warranty that would actually help you when you need it. And for those companies and brands that do have uh, uh, customer services and warranties in place in this country, um, it would be better that you either buy from their outlets directly or you buy from the same old place everybody has always looked for electrical appliances and that is an Abid market. It still is the best place to go. Just like how Hafiz Center is still the best place to go for anything IT related, PC related or computer related, even mobile related. I believe that one of the reasons why people uh, do not follow Islam properly is because most of the things about Islam just doesn't suit them. It doesn't suit the men who are chauvinists. It doesn't suit uh, our pagan culture where we think that everybody should live in one house as a big joint, uh, joint family. And uh, because in Islam there is no concept of joint family. In Islam, in fact, there is no concept of even two children sharing a room. Once children reach a certain age, they are supposed to be separated and they're supposed to be given their own individual rooms and their privacy is supposed to be maintained. So there is no concept of a joint family system in Islam. Um, at the same time, one of the reasons why Islam is not followed so closely is because Islam came to challenge cultures and it came to challenge tradition. And that is why it is a universal religion. And the fact that uh, we have regressed because we have left all the practicalities of Islam. While the Europeans and the Americans literally sat down and learned the practicalities of Islam for centuries and then implemented them in both their legal and social systems, that says a lot. I believe the value of books and gems and metals and minerals is usually subject to a certain number of people and is in fact superficial. Similarly, the value of the US dollar and the UK pound sterling, as we all know, is extremely superficial, not to mention artificial. And I believe that a value of any such physical things is not to be made universal, but placed according to how people personally feel and think about them.
that would actually give more value to whatever uh, minerals or metals or gems or stones that we would like to use personally or commercially. I believe that we are blessed with the, the monsoon season because this is actually a season of rains, which means that we can fill up our dams and our rivers and we should have as many rain collection units and tanks as possible to utilize it because the rain is still one of the most purest forms of water and can be utilized in so many ways especially since we still have the largest irrigation system in the world. Um, we need to work on that a little more and add to it a little more. And since India is violating the Water Basin Treaty, uh, while it keeps a stranglehold on occupied Kashmir, so there will be a lot of issues regarding water. And I think that those are not real issues if we learn to preserve uh, and store all this water, all this free God-given water that just floods our streets, it's actually a very important thing to look into and to work. Um, as I said, the legitimate government was working on many good things. One of the good things they were working on was making rain collection units, but I feel they should make it on a larger scale, almost equivalent to dams. Uh, although dams themselves obviously act as a sort of a collection unit as well. But I think they should make strategic points uh, of rain collection units and tanks to store enough rainwater so that we can continue to use our original hydro power uh, to produce electricity instead of going towards the more unpopular and uh, expensive uh, means, which is fuel. Plus, um, I think we need to bring back our exploration of natural gas uh, and the way we sort of brought it back in the form of CNG and we decided we worked we for many years we have been driving cng cars uh, which means natural gas which means almost zero pollution so suddenly Sharif and zardari because it was hurting their petrol uh, which was their monopoly so they closed down those wells i think we need to open them up again and explore it more because we have 150 years worth of gas reserves and I think even more than that of petrol because we've hardly ever explored our petrol anyway and I think we don't need to even go there there's no need for us to work hard on petrol especially when we're gifted with nature uh, and by nature I mean we have we can easily use wind power we can use solar power we can use hydropower and more than that, we have garbage and trash 
And although many years ago, it was actually one of us that introduced the idea of converting trash to fuel. But other countries have actually taken up on it and worked on it. And they have finished with their trash to this extent that they're now importing trash from other countries in order to make fuel to produce power. And in our case, once again, uh, foreign interference has made sure uh, to put that to rest. So we need to work on that with a little more urgency. I believe that the US dollar should not be your international trading currency and we should go back to trading with our local currencies so that each country can be empowered and their currency can remain stable and empowered. Um, this, is an, uh, this is a very, very obvious ploy to destabilize other currencies while allegedly stabilizing the US currency, which actually is not even stable as we can see. Everything about it is artificial and superficial. So we need to continue on that. And I think our government was working on that with other countries, which is one of the reasons why it was toppled over by the US. And so when that government is brought back by the people, we will be working on that. But I do believe that this should be practiced by all countries uh, because it is much more advantageous to every country for its uh, financial stability. It is an obvious commonsensical truth, but obviously people without common sense are the ones who are working on this stuff because they are catering to a small percentage of people in the world, whereas we have to look universal, we have to think universal. I also do believe that music is not necessarily the food for soul. It can be sometimes uh, the opposite because it serves as noise pollution. And it can even, for some people it might help actually, it might help them with their thinking process, but with most people actually it numbs your thinking process. So usually in order to think and in order to understand and go through the whole, uh, your whole conscious and unconscious mind, what you need is total silence. Uh, and the only music ever that could work is the natural rhythmic sounds of nature around you. Because that actually blends into the background much better than your average commercialized music would. But I do think that it's uh, it's strange, but the azan makes the best background sound when you're recording. Although in real life, you know, because there are so many azans going on at the same time, one mosque starts, then the other mosque starts, then the other, then third, then fourth, fifth. That's how it goes, and within one to two minutes, you have multiple azans being sounded. So it doesn't give you that effect in real life, but when you're actually recording something and you hear the azan in the background, it's strange, but there's always one azan that you can hear extremely clearly throughout. And that makes for an extremely beautiful rhythmic background. I do believe that there is a difference between freedom of speech and offensive 
people have been trying to talk about being politically correct and referring to it as something that is wrong. Um, it depends actually on what what other things you lump in with political correctness. But uh, there is a fact that like how there is a difference between taunting and teasing and making fun of and joking. Similarly, there is a difference between freedom of speech and hatred speech and offensive speech. It, there is a clear distinction right there. And if you cannot find that distinction, then there is something definitely wrong with you, but not with the people who have made that line clear because the line is clear. It's very clear. I believe everyone is entitled to his or her opinions and thoughts and that there is a reason why we call it opinions and thoughts. It's because they're personal, they're subjective, and they have a lot to do with our own personal experience in life. So whatever our opinions and thoughts are, they may not always be right, but they may not always be wrong, but they would be right for the person who has the opinion and thought, because as I said, that is the result of his or her experience in life. And similarly, uh, to tell a person that his way of thinking is wrong is wrong, because his way of thinking is a direct consequence and result of his lifestyle. Uh, these are lessons learned. These, these thoughts and opinions that we have, these are lessons learned. And they will always be personal and they will always be subjective. So they're never wrong. But they do not necessarily apply to others. That's why they're personal. And we are whole individuals for a reason. If the whole world was going to think and write and speak in the same way, or if everybody was going to dress in the same way, then we wouldn't be individuals. We would simply be robots. So I think it's extremely nonsensical when you want to think about one world in that sense and one world order in that sense, because it's not. We can never be that. The thing that makes us like every other living creature and non-living thing on Earth, what makes us special is the fact that we're all different from each other. And if we, the reason this world has made so much progress is because we have different people who think in different ways and produce different things and create different things. If we all thought in the same way, our world would never be advancing towards anything at all. So our unique way of thinking and our individuality is what makes the world whole.